Hello and welcome to Bullet Points. My name's Edward Smith. I'm joined as ever by Reed McCarter. Who is pretending to be an alien. Absent this week because he has either been plucked up into a vent for bringing up the rear by an alien is Patrick Lindsay. He isn't with us. He is still in cryostasis, cryosleep. I don't know. Cryo something. He's in, that, he's in the little white underwear. He's in the little skimpy Sigourney Weaver underpants and vest. <laughs> yeah, with a cat. Um, so it's just it's just reading myself this week on our desolate, gassy, dark, nightmarish spaceship trundling <laughs> through space. And yes, as you've probably gathered from the not-so-subtle hints given so far, we are discussing Alien Isolation, because this month is October, and we're looking specifically at scary games. And Alien Isolation, from my perspective, definitely qualifies. I found it terrifying. What did you think? I think, yeah. I I guess we'll get into this. Just mm. fucking jump right in, you know? Uh, I never found... I don't think any of the Alien stuff has ever scared me. Um from those movies, mm-hmm. I love I love that first movie a lot, but uh, uh, I never found it scary mm. so much as just really good, really well done. Uh, but this game's scary. It's uh, that alien is is a uh, is a real motherfucker in this game. Yeah, I mean, I I'm someone who uh, I don't like when people boast about not being scared by films and and games, right? Because I think that you're not playing. Oh no, I'll be open about it. Exactly, no pride. You, you you've got to play along. You you want to be scared. That's that's where you go and get these things. But but still, yeah. I'm I'm someone who who really is scared. I'm I'm not very often scared by movies. I'm not very often scared by I'm scared by games probably less often. Um, but Alien Isolation fucking put it up me like something else. I mean, uh, every goddamn moment of that game, no matter what you're doing, I think is is tense in some way. Um, yeah, and they do it through. I think this is where I'd like to start, actually, because it's it's one of the things that I find the most interesting about Alien Isolation. I mean, we'll discuss, I think, uh, we'll certainly discuss the shooting, we'll discuss, you know, your your sort of relationship to the alien and to enemies, and we'll definitely discuss things like um, the environments and uh, the writing mm-hmm. and the length and things like that. But one of the first things that I think is interesting and what stands out to my mind even now uh, are just the kind of small interactions you have in that game, you know, the little things that you do. And the little things that they've they've contrived and specifically designed to very sort of discreetly, very surreptitiously up the tension. My favourite, of course, is the save system. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can only imagine that people listening to this have, have probably played Alien Isolation, so I'll recap it only briefly. But um, for one thing, when you when you die in Alien Isolation, you go back to your last save, and all the saves are are manual, so you, you've got to be saving yourself every time. Uh, the other thing is that. The, the save points, they, they masquerade as uh, sort of phone booths and you have to approach them and you have to insert a little kind of identity card and you have to wait for the machine to read the card before it will save so you've got like three blinking lights and they all have to turn on so it goes beep, 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 boop and then you can save and in those three, if you, you know, if you're in like a particularly hard section or you've just done a particularly hard section waiting for that fucking machine to let you save is agony and yeah yeah so many bits like that well and it has that thing too which i think is is pretty neat where if uh if any of the enemies are nearby the alien and sometimes you don't see the alien or you don't even see i guess yeah the other enemies are these androids who walk around and sometimes other humans um but it'll say hostiles nearby Uh uh-huh underneath it so you can 
it, actually, this has never happened to me, but I know that if you're saving, that the alien can still kill you. Oh, definitely, it's happened uh, to me. As it's as it's counting down, I think I was just lucky. Mm. Um, so when I think that's great when mm. you're the beep seem like they take an eternity if you're, you know, and you do have to save pretty often after you've just done, you know, twenty minutes of scooting by this thing and you finally see a save point. You, you know, it's it's beautiful glowing beacon in the distance and then you have to wait and it might come up and stab you they're not unlike uh i think the campfires in something like dark souls you know which are, are these yeah. these like radiating beacons of solace after you know such a such a difficult time playing um and obviously when you're saving in alien isolation you can still look left and right so you're kind of looking over both shoulders waiting 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 and uh to to give a quick summary of the plot i mean you you it's set within the sort of established alien universe and you play the daughter of ellen ripley the the sigourney weber character from the first film uh, and the second well no she's in all the films of course she is and uh it's some years after she's gone missing in the events of the first film and as amanda ripley as the daughter you go to a space station called sevastopol which is being decommissioned uh, to find what you believe is uh, evidence of your of your missing mother's whereabouts, but dun dun dun, there's an alien on board, and when you arrive at Sevastopol, it's been running riot for some time. The station has kind of fallen into into chaos and sort of further disrepair. It's got a a sense of rapture from Bioshock, you know, a sort of fallen place. Um, mm. And yes, you you you're having to navigate it, and this is where a lot of these interesting uh, micro interactions come in because. I've written something about this, I can't remember where, but the enemy, your enemy in Alien Isolation, as much as the alien, I think, is Sevastopol itself. You know, it's this tin can, knackered old thing. Uh, you know, the doors don't work properly, the vents are all hard to get into, and the steam shooting out of it, and, and, and everything. If you've got to turn on a generator, you'll go and you'll flip it, and it will suddenly trip out, and then you've gone and find a fuse box, and the fuse is missing, you have to go and get a fuse. You know what I mean? It's all... You're, you're re yeah. repairing it as you go. Um, they actually, and that's... Oh, sorry. I was going to say, and all these things take time. Um, mm -hmm. Whereas in a lot of video games, if you see like a, a door that you need to pry open with a crowbar, you just press a button and like an animation plays and pop, the door comes open. In Alien Isolation, you have to sort of hold down buttons to kind of clamp your wrench onto it and then move the analog sticks to turn it. And it's all making noise and it's all taking time. It's all really heavy too. It's all really heavy and tactile. You know, the, the game feels yeah. very, very sort of touchy-feely. And uh, you know, not uh, <laughs> well. That's <laughs> yeah. It's it's like a romantic comedy. It's very <laughs> yeah, yeah. I now pronounce it's you a very Chuck and Alien. Yeah, it's a very saccharine ending too, where she, you know, she thinks she hates the alien the entire time, <laughs> but they just misunderstand each other. Yeah, yeah. She the alien up, is actually Tom Hanks. They end up marrying. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, yeah, I was gonna say when I was playing this again because I I played it. Um, a few months after it came out, which was I think two years ago, maybe it was 2014. It was October actually, so this this will be approaching the the second anniversary of the game. Oh mm. yeah, I knew I had that cake made for <laughs> a reason. A cake that's just dripping mucus, <laughs> acidic music mucus. Um, yeah, so I played it when it came out, and I you know kind of had these broader memories of it, impressions of what it is, mostly of the alien mm. stalking you and everything, and I, I forgot how much of the early part of the game is you know uh, probably the first two hours or so um i remember that it takes a while before the alien kind of makes its grand appearance yeah um but 
the first two hours or so are kind of just uh, you picking through this destroyed station mm. and just kind of trying not to, uh, you know, she's, uh, Ripley's like climbing these into these shitty vents and she's, you know, crawling over uh, like ducks that have fallen into the middle of a hallway and things are on fire and the sound in this game, I think, is has some of the best uh, just sort of sound design work I've ever heard in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the ship is just groaning. It yeah. sounds like you're in the, the belly of a, a big tanker or something, you know? Mm. It's uh, Or the basement of a, a hospital university mm-hmm. or something. It's just kind of groaning, and it's things are falling in the distance, and you, you know, kind of hear crackling flames from further away, and it's... Uh, yeah, it definitely gives you this great impression that you're on this big dying structure. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a great there's a great I think it's a YouTube channel. It might be an entire channel that's kind of dedicated to um, uh, ambient sounds from science fiction films and from video games. And you can go and you can, hmm. you can find the sort of loop of of ambient noise from Alien Isolation. And you're absolutely right. You can hear clanking in the distance and doors opening and closing. And um, yeah, the the whole station is both dead and alive it's it's such a the, the the sound design is what sells it everything makes a noise from the little sort of beep 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 of your motion tracker to yeah like your footsteps what i really like actually one one kind of note on the sound design i like that that ripley sort of whimpers and screams and makes noise um you know she's not she's not a, a protagonist that speaks a great deal but she reacts to things. There are these great moments where she sees the alien, and you can kind of hear her, sort of, you know, take like a shark and take a breath. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, it sells it so well. It's um, yeah, it's uh, it's like the doom hands thing, right? Yeah, it's, she's uh, but she obviously gets a bit more. She's not silent. She talks in the cutscenes. Mm. Um, we should probably talk later too about that. Some of the one of the worst aspects of the game, I think. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll get into that. But, I, I agree with you. But just the uh, yeah the the way that they they do everything when I think the first time you see the alien too, it's it's disgusting. Mm. It uh, it kind of falls out of a vent mm-hmm. really slowly, and it's it's like a an octopus or something hitting the ground or yeah. like a bunch of snakes coming no. out of a vent. If we t- uh, if we're talking sound design, yeah. Yeah, and it's just it's kind of hissing, and you know it thumps on the ground. Yeah, you can. I I think I I wrote about this back in the day when I played this too, but I think a lot of what makes the alien frightening is uh, the sound work. It's if we're still talking about sound, it's uh, it thumps on the ground. You know, it yeah. it sounds like it weighs a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, what I was gonna say is, so it it comes and the alien kind of makes this disgusting entrance, and I think. Ripley's in an office and she kind of ducks under a desk mm-hmm. uh, and kind of watches it. You can sort of see it and she's, yeah, like you're saying, she's kind of shuddering and trying to hold her breath in and it, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's such a small thing, you know, and it's, maybe it seems fit, silly to praise it. No, no, no. That's kind of to be expected in a lot of senses, but it, I, I think it's to be expected, but it, it, it's rare. You know, I, I think that it's rare that, yeah. that games have these little elements that, that do give them such sort of traction and, and bite. Um, yeah, in the direction, and, you know, I was going to say, too, I'm not... Uh, actually, in the cutscenes, I think she may be... Uh, the actor who plays Ripley may be 
not the worst of them. Mm. You know, the script isn't great, but uh, you know, you you look at something like a, a Tomb Raider versus an Uncharted, and you know, there's a skill to playing to expressing a character only through your voice, mm-hmm. um, through these kind of noises, you know, just grunts and shudders and uh, just intakes of breath and all of that stuff. And, you know, I think like a, a Tomb Raider, it's it's a bit much. And in, in Uncharted, that sells it. And in this game, it sells it, you know, it sells the character a great deal. It does. Her, her small and sort of spontaneous responses are the, uh, the highest points of characterization. But I mean... Um, you you are there with her i mean i i you are equally as scared as this character i think uh yeah and there's just i it's hard for me to kind of to talk about this game in like a sort of checklist way i mean i mean, i just want to say this is one of my favorite games of all time i mean this is this is like top 10 for me i i adore alien isolation i've played it over and over and over i should ask you before we go too much further what because i know some people are you know wild about the alien movies mm. and you know I've, I've never been that person i think i had sort of you know you can't grow up uh in this generation i think without you know being a kid in in the 90s and you definitely get some knowledge of those movies just by osmosis but i don't think i actually saw the first alien from start to finish until i was probably like 18 or 19 right um so i i didn't have some or you know the James Cameron one, the second one. I hadn't seen that all the way through until around that time as well. So I didn't have, I've never had any like great reverence for these. Mm. I've, I, I think that first movie, I've grown to love it a lot. I've seen it a bunch of times since then, but uh, I think you kind of have to talk about that to an extent. Like, I don't know if when you say this is one of your favorite games, if you're talking about if there's any outside influence to that or if it purely just um, is how this game works. So I'm, and I, the, I've seen Alien and Aliens uh, several times. I find that first film is... I've always thought, you know, Ridley Scott is a is a better production designer than he's ever been a writer or director. Um, I find that first film is quite boring. I think it's not got much character in terms of the, the, the people on screen are, are very, very drab and one-dimensional. I think the film is too slow. Um, it's got, you know, these, these great shock moments... Uh, and whatever, but I I have no great love for that first film at all. The second one I enjoy very much. I think it's a really great action movie, um, <laughs> and you've got people like Michael Bean who I who I really admire from the Terminator. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, as a kind of contradiction, I suppose because Alien Isolation takes its, um, I guess well, it's full on like Alien. Not... Yeah, I mean, the the way that I kind of explained it, I think uh, again at the time was that Alien licensed video games up until this point had all been riffing on aliens which is uh you know a, mm-hmm. uh, a movie with lots more guns and weapons and killing so it sort of naturally lent itself i think to, to games for a long time um whereas yeah definitely alien isolation is is taking its sort of thematic and evocative cues from the first film which is you know you you cannot kill the alien the alien is 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 the ultimate you know the apex predator and the best you can do is is hide from it and try and escape so in alien isolation the alien is literally invincible you can never kill it um and all you can do is is try and avoid it uh a lot of this a lot of the setup too right is you know you wake up in your cryo sleep in your yeah so little your little white underwear and you and it's it's sort of ripley 
you know, Ripley Jr. alone doing her best. And then I think it even ends, too, with sort of a recreation of the end of Alien, doesn't it? It's a similar ending in as much as Ripley is the last survivor of Alien Isolation. Yeah, she jettisons it. I Uh, I feel bad. I wanted to finish playing this to the end, but I didn't have time to to, uh, replay it. So in entirely in the movie, an alien Ripley shoots it out of an airlock. In this, uh, Ripley, as in Amanda, shoots them both out of an airlock. But she's wearing like a right. She's wearing a space yeah. suit, so she gets picked up later on by another spaceship. Um, yeah. So it's 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 more influenced by the first movie, uh, and that doesn't bear. You know, on, on my enjoyment of Alien Isolation. In fact, when in the in the sort mm-hmm. of ramping up to this game, um, my interest in it was quite low because I found the sort of fandom around the the first Alien film and um, this kind of gushing about its production design. I, I was always slightly disinterested in. Um, mm-hmm. You know, people kind of throw words at, like, "Oh, it's genius!" and H.R. Geiger, who designed the Alien, he's a genius, and I always found that very kind of insincere. Um, but Alien Isolation, uh, yeah, I enjoy it, you know, immensely. Uh, and not, just, not, just for what it is. Just for what it is, but also, yeah. you know, I enjoy it for what it is, but there is also something. I mean, what it gets right, I think, from that first Alien film, um, which which pervades Alien Isolation, is the sense that uh, equipment and technology won't save you. So you know, one of the things that we're used to in video games is if you pick something up, you're going to be able to use it. You're going to be able to, if you've got a gun, you can kill with it. Um, and in Alien Isolation, that's not the case. You know, the technology is your enemy. These computers that you need to unlock doors are all recalcitrant, knackered old fucking things. Uh, weapons will just attract the alien. Um, so, you know, your your tools in that game are, are so kind of caveated and, and mitigated. Whereas, but then at the same time, though, sorry, I shouldn't have interrupted you. Were you I was just going to all I was going to say is that I, I think that they are, you know, guns and, and equipment in that game are a, a much more dubious a prospect than in in games similar to it in other sort of first person yeah. shooting games. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I I don't know if the one thing is, uh, especially in in the first Alien movie too, is I I wouldn't say that they would say technology won't save you in as much as it's like what I've always gotten from both this game and the first film is it kind of it's the idea of the alien is the the super predator right and it's a, a human who can't you know you can't punch this thing to death you yeah. can't you can't run faster than it um, it will find you eventually and kill you if you're just you know trying to meet it on its own terms but it's like this this clunky technology kind of like what does a human have that that allows humanity to you know defeat things that are a tiger is is mm. better is a better predator you know it's more equipped to to kill things <laughs> i feel mm. like we're doing like some like discovery channel show <laughs> no 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 <laughs> i see what you're getting at the tiger is the perfect killer but it's uh you know ripley uh sigourney weaver ripley and and this Ripley game, Ripley, um, both use these technological devices in like sort of like a way of like a stick. You yeah, know? it's like uh, you have this thing. It's not, it's not, you know, an assault rifle. It's not a nuclear weapon, but it's 
if you're smart enough to use these things and to outthink this alien using technology that humans are capable of, of uh, building and, and employing, then you can defeat this superior predator, mm. maybe. Well, that's... You know? so, yeah, I was just going to say, so I don't know if I would say it's like opposed to, you know, saying that technology is, is not going to help you mm. as much as it just kind of depowers it. It makes it sort of just part of the natural environment, if well, that th- makes sense. I think that, yeah, perhaps a better way of looking at it is uh, technology in alien, is- in alien isolation is very unglamorous. So yeah. if you approach computers and, and locks and devices and stuff in games, often they, they're they very sort of flashy. You get like maybe like a hologrammatic projected screen and it, you kind of like touch pads and all this kind of shit. But alien isolation is a world where, you know, miniaturization hasn't happened and all the computers are housed in big, thick plastic cases like something from a, a primary school in the 1970s. Um, one of my favorite details, actually, is if you, if you look at the computer terminals, the brand name is Karnak, which sounds like yeah. it's just such a horribly sort of cheap... There was a, yeah. a computer brand that existed in Britain called Compaq with a Q on the end, and it reminds me of that, you know? Oh, yeah, that was in Canada. I don't know if it was okay. in America, too. Okay, yeah, yeah. so like, it reminds me of that. So it's it's this... This world where, where technology is kind of unwieldy and uh, yeah. unreliable and sort of glitchy, and you know all, all the all the displays in the game are kind of um, like MS DOS, uh, you know, text based. Yeah, and everything like is bleeping and blooping. And... Yeah, and sort of straining and smoking, and you get the feeling that it's it's all it weighs a lot and it's just very very clunky and having that technology and having those devices with you like you say it is it it is a stick um best encapsulated by the the flamethrower weapon which you can you can hit the alien with the flamethrower and it will run yeah it'll that's run what away. i was thinking about yeah it will retreat but it will it will still come back um so they they feel like a stick but they also feel like to me they also impress at the same time uh, a certain amount of vulnerability um mm-hmm. because you you are always aware that they're kind of over the hill these things even when you uh even when you get into fighting the non-aliens when you're fighting there are other humans on the ship who are uh kind of unpredictable some of them hate that or you hate that i hate it okay well wait your turn (laughs) (laughs) no all, all i was gonna say about them though is that you know when you uh there's a moment i was thinking of because i died three times in a row during it or something but you are booting up a computer system and then uh, that a lot of what Ripley does in the game which is kind of neat it gets repetitive but it's neat is that everyone's locked down the station mm. you know they've they've tried to close it up and and wait for help uh, across this giant station and a lot of what Ripley's doing to get places is <laughs> like undoing everything that they've worked so hard to do mm. you know because she she wants to get access to another uh, area of the space station so she unlocks everything so she does that in this one place I think she like boots up some computer system that was shut down uh, and a guy runs into the room and you kind of duck beneath a desk and you know he's swearing and saying you know, I worked hard to, to secure this place um, but you kind of have a superior position you can sneak by him or you can at this point you have the revolver um and you can he has a gun too and you can pop up and you can take shots of them but uh the gun in this game the revolver is 
it's really powerful, but it's also not. It's mm-hmm. kind of unwieldy. It bucks when you shoot it, and uh, and Ripley gets hit, you know, twice, which is good. She gets hit twice, and she's done. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I feel like I trailed off a bit there, but I was just thinking about, you know, it's uh, nothing. It, just like the flamethrower too. Even when you have a revolver, uh, you're not just pointing and shooting, and the things falling down. It's it's still a, a luck of the draw and and skill that maybe you can get past this one thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's like again, it's 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 back to that. Maybe something we talked about. I think on on condemned, uh, mm-hmm. where weapons feel very external. They're not the kind of extensions of your arm that they are in a lot of yeah. games. You know, in this game, I think even one of the loading screen hints says the exact words weapons are like tools and Mm -hmm. that's how they feel they do feel like tools they feel like items that you need to really kind of master and and work with they're not just going to solve your problems by pointing and aiming and the revolver i I do love the revolver in alien isolation i love that you have to uh sort of manually insert each bullet uh back into the chamber i think that's such a nice such a nice detail um, and it does feel heavy, and it does, like you say, it does buck. But also, it's things like if you shoot someone, you know, they get a bullet hole in them. You know, it's just it's things like that that make it seem more powerful. Is that it actually goes in them? You know, it's, it's such a nice mm-hmm. detail. Um, yeah, I mean, before I get onto, I guess why why I don't like the, the <clears throat> excuse me the the human enemies in the game. I, it it might be worth talking. I think about uh, about the guns. I mean, I don't know if there's actually that much more to say necessarily, but. Um, well, what what is there? Because got the, uh, there's the revolver. Like I said, I yeah, there's the revolver and there's the flamethrower, right? And there's the shotgun, and you also get right. this kind of you get this like bolt gun, which is kind of specific right. for taking out the uh, the androids that have gone rogue. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I to be transparent, I have completed this game, but I got to you get the flamethrower. Yeah. And I ran out of time. I had to record. Right. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I do like one thing though is that they're the the guns. Uh, you have a stun baton too, mm-hmm. but anything you can use to to injure anyone is just part of that tool menu. There's no, you know, a lot of games you would have your separate. You know, think of like Metal Gear Solid style where it's yeah 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 one side are your weapons, one side are your items. Yeah. Uh, and it's you know you have a stun baton and then you have uh, a noisemaker, mm. you know, and then you have a Molotov cocktail and then you have a med kit, you mm. know, it's everything is just what can you use in this moment to uh, try to survive. Um, yeah, and I think it's it's it says something to me that I've I've and this is not exaggeration. This isn't I'm not um, embellishing this at all. In Alien Isolation, I've killed myself with a Molotov cocktail more than I have anyone else, like any enemies, because <laughs> if you if you sort of arc it wrong or you stand too close, you you catch fire and. It's, uh-huh. it's like an instant death and I find myself like the alien runs at you and I get this Molotov and I throw it and it kind of just, seems like just bounce off the alien and I die um, there are some if I had the presence of mind to do it uh, when whenever the alien sees you mm. and it it's the worst you know it makes that that hissing kind of you can and then charges at you and it's just thump 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 yeah and your reaction I would love to see just like a super cut of what people do yeah in that in that you know maybe 10 seconds that you know theoretically you know you could throw a molotov or you could 
maybe round a corner and escape it, but my instinct was always just run in the opposite direction and then die. And die, yeah, it always catches up to you. Um, yeah, that God, that sort of thumping noise. You know, we've mentioned it already, but it's great. That that sound that it makes when it does first emerge out of the vent and it it slaps on the ground, and it's in that scene that the tail whips round. <laughs> yeah, it, well, and it kind of it drags across. Yeah, uh, you're on a tiled or not tiled. It has that kind of uh, it's like a metallic sort of room. Yeah, and the the tail is dragging on uh, these kind of divots on the yeah. ground, and it's. Yeah, you can't, I don't know, you can't underestimate the value, especially in a game I think that's, you know, very much trying to, well, every game should should hopefully do this, but trying to really make you feel a certain way. Yeah. Uh, so much of the tension in this game is just hearing that that thing, and you, you listen so closely for it in this game. You, you're you tr- hoping to hear its footsteps going away into the distance. You're hoping to hear it go up into a vent. Yeah. And, and watch that little that little dot on your motion tracker, you know, retreat. Um, yeah. But yeah, you get the sense of this thing being, you know, nine, ten foot tall and, and weighing like the best part of a ton. And uh, yeah, you, you do feel powerless in front of it, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, to move on, to, I, th- I think the, the alien uh, we'll get onto, I think that, that does warrant a discussion, not just in terms of how it's designed and how it makes you feel, but in how it behaves and things like that. But just to oh, talk... Yeah, it's his game. It is his game. game. It is it's his game. game. It is. It's the Aliens game. Um, to get on to, though, the uh, the other enemies in the game, we'll start on the humans, I think. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, I'm I curious really why you say them. that. Yeah, so... I don't like them because they feel to me... Uh, like a sort of filler like they're there to sort of occupy the first couple of hours in the game before the alien is revealed uh, and to turn those first couple of hours into more of an action sequence than it need than they need to be mm-hmm. um, and also one of the one of the weakest parts of alien isolation to me is is this kind of uh, you know people spraying graffiti on the wall saying oh it's all over like oh fuck Sevastopol and you know this sense of everyone yeah the graffiti is really bad everyone turning against each other and it becoming this kind of um, you know I don't know what the word would kind of fucking like Mad Max society where everyone's gone rogue I I, I don't buy it. it it feels really weak to me it's like such a kind of tertiary and ill-developed sort of strand of horror in that game um, mm-hmm. and yeah so you know you get to Sevastopol in the first opening hours and just exploring and looking at this place and like you said before you're listening to it and being kind of aware obviously that the alien is is coming because the fucking game's called alien isolation but also it's not Mm -hmm. there yet that just you could do that for two hours no problem they have a great time with that too they do when we talk about the alien we should talk about how it's you can almost just see them laughing oh yeah that they're they're just like fucking with you over and over for the first it goes for a while, right? But it, it wouldn't get tired. It's fine. But they still, you know, the the, the first kind of quote unquote combat encounter you have is is with other uh, humans, mm-hmm. and I think that another thing that that bothers me is that is that the basically they just they behave weirdly. Like they're just not very well done. Um, they're animations yeah. are a bit off, and they just look a little bit kind of ratty. And they just, they feel to me like such an afterthought. And 
just like it's just not what, I'm, what not what is on my mind when I'm playing that game. I'm not thinking about that. I don't. This isn't a game to me about fucking killing people. That just seems like such a yeah, such a strange thing to think of when you're making this game. Is oh, let's have people that you kill as well. Like no, it's man versus alien. That's the whole um, yeah. Um, the only I don't really have a strong feeling. I don't think they it bothered me too much. I think the stuff like the I am completely on board though with what you're saying about the kind of the graffiti and the you know everyone turns on each other kind of thing uh being a little bit forced a little bit contrived yeah um but i do really like uh how it's used right at the beginning uh before kind of your first big combat encounter um i like when ripley's completely on her own uh because she crashes into the ship right that's Mm. uh it's an accident and she kind of spacewalks to some entry point Mm -hmm. um but so she has you, you know, you the player and as Ripley have no idea what's going on in this place, what's happened, mm. uh, and you come across people and you're excited. I think she yells to them, mm. uh, and they they tell her to you know look after yourself and close themselves in some shutters, um, which I I think is good. And then you meet that the, I think he was Scottish guy. Yes, he looks yeah. like he looks like Irvine Welsh. So he I, does look just like Irvine Welsh. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so you meet this guy and, and he's you know he kind of says you scratch my back I'll scratch yours we'll go through this area together mm. and I think it's actually really well done uh, you get the sense from Ripley that she's you know she's not in this mindset yet she's saying this place is destroyed um, people should be you know theoretically helping each other here mm. um, and she meets this guy and she's a little worried but he's okay and then he gets jumped by someone uh who is killing him, and you as Ripley have to go over and kill this guy who's killing him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to hit him, I think, over the back of the head with a wrench or something. Mm-hmm. And Ripley's horrified. Mm. you know. And I think that is maybe about as much as you need. Yeah. Because then about 15 minutes later, you're in a room and you're what? stealthing around, knocking people out. She she hits the guy, killing and, then, them. and then Axel, the, the, the guy's name's Axel, she hits the mm-hmm. guy, and then Axel shoots him. And then... Right. And then you both run off together, and uh, you... oh, and then he gets aliened. And then he quickly gets—that's like the sort of first quote-unquote appearance of the alien. You don't actually see it; you just see Axel get kind of whipped into a vent and you know killed. And it's... they no, they do the uh, uh, they do. They think it's like a direct reference, right? It's like the chains hanging down the room. Yeah, it's the Harry Dean Stanton death from Alien. Yeah, yeah, he's got he gets the saliva dripped on him and then dead. Um, now I've always liked that moment because it's like it's a very kind of it's a very subtle tutorial What you, you see two things, you see Axel fire his gun at a person and then hmm. he dies and the kind of fucking implication there is don't shoot your gun because it's going to mm-hmm. hear and you're going to die you know the game doesn't ever say to you well at least it doesn't at that point but that's what that moment is saying to you and then you know sadly uh, you get into these rooms, these these situations where I don't think you know. There's never a situation where you you have to shoot your way past people. There is actually an achievement you can unlock for for playing the whole game without killing anybody. Um, mm. But there's certainly places where they they position it as kind of irresistible. Uh, well, yeah, and and I think most people who who play games are kind of conditioned to, to you know, fire. if you have a a kind of nondescript 
objective, like get to this place, and a room fills with enemies, then you, you know, uh, that's not its fault. That's you know larger kind of you have to work within that design context, I guess. Is that, mm-hmm. um, but all like what I was gonna say about that though is I just think <clears throat> it's true what you say about it being sort of a implicit tutorial about how to approach the game, right? How, yeah. Don't don't. This isn't a game where you're going to be shooting. Yeah. Uh, or if you are, you're going to be doing it very occasionally. Mm-hmm. Um, but I liked it as being this sort of bit of, you know, kind of subtle characterization of of Ripley's. Yeah. You know, at this point that she's, uh, she's an engineer. You know that uh, mm-hmm. she does some engineering in the first couple hours. You know, fixing things and getting past things, uh, and she's tough as hell. And you know, dealing with this situation, but I like, and a lot of games don't do this, or they do it in sort of the Tomb Raider way, which Alien, I think, unfortunately does too. Um, where when she kills this first person, she really sells it as being not something she wanted to do, mm-hmm. you know, and did it sort of unthinkingly because this person who is helping her is, you know, being someone's trying to murder them, mm. and she doesn't. Seems like she has a lot of distaste for it, and she is shook she's shaken up after and um i i think that's about as much of the human stuff as you need to yeah. kind of show that this is who ripley is she's not some uh she's not a soldier she's capable and tough but she's not a killer mm-hmm. um and i think that kind of gives you what you need and then to throw her into a room it's you know it's the same thing as like the tomb raider thing with mm. laura croft is decimated the first time she kills someone in the you know the reboot one yeah. and then she's fine next time you have a room full of enemies she's just you know ready to go yeah um, it's that it's that video gamey uh i don't know it's like wavering the, the first kill is the only one that means anything to anybody and then after that they're you know Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah um, yeah i i agree i i wish that they'd left it there with that stuff i i guess i wouldn't mind that amount, but I think that the, the the humans after that, if there's anyone left alive, they're they're set dressing. That you know there is that. It is a great moment in Alien Isolation when uh, uh, someone spots you, a human spots you, and they start shooting at you, and you you hide, and all you hear mm-hmm. is them going oh because the alien has got them because they mm-hmm. were shooting at you. I love that. I love watching you know like almost in like terror watching someone else get fucking killed by this thing i love that it attacks them as well well it's a great thing too because you get that dual sense of Mm. oh thank god now they're not trying to kill me and then it's also horrible and then you know also that the alien's there and it's you know you want them now you have to start hiding yeah um and there is that great sort of four-way i think between uh you the alien the human survivors and, and the rogue androids who are bloody great as well mm-hmm. they're they're terrifying you could have that game and you could take the alien out almost and it's just about getting past these robots um who have got such a there's such a great detail on them where you know they're they're completely like plastic they're bald they've got no like facial features their mouths and whatever they don't move and they look so cheap they look like mass-produced and cheap and you can see that like their their rubber skin is like ill-fitting yeah, at the back of their necks, they have like yeah. Uh, it looks like it's bunched up. It's all above their up. shirt collar. Yeah, it's not pulled tight. It's like they're they're just these horrible sort of slippy, rubbery men. 
Um, yeah, they're fantastic. But then when they grab a hold of you, they seem really strong. You know, yeah. Yeah. There's that great sort of moment where you see one attack a man through a vent covering and he just like picks this guy up and slams him into the wall and smacks his head open in kind of one go. Um, and doesn't even, you know, doesn't react because he's a robot. And they, they seem like these horrible, immu- uh, immovable objects. Um, yeah. So do you think that it's ever. I think this is this is a fundamental question. This is perhaps something that I, I don't know we might have referenced before. But you have this crop of horror games, Outlast, Condemned... Uh, sorry, Outlast, Amnesia, um, and and others, like some some lower-tier games, things like Eerie. I'm trying and, to think. There are more. There are more. Like this. Uh, I should be able to think of them. Um, I can think of like lots of very low-budget games, like Power Drill Massacre, and uh, some other... Well, there's like... like Layers of Fear was Layers a of smaller fear, one guess, that's yeah. recent. Like PT mm. does this too. PT does it as well, and you know the 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 central conceit here is that you're being chased by something you can never kill, and all you can do is hide. Now, uh, this is something I have written about, and I've always found those games, the ones where you don't have any weapons, less scary because the insinuation, you know, the, the problem is that video games. You implicitly know that video games have to be have to be fair in a sense. You have to be able to reach the beginning. And the end, right? Mm-hmm. So you so, can't just—you're not gonna, you know. You're—you're you're never. There's gonna, a way to get past it. Yeah, dying can't be that big of a deal. Exactly. You're never gonna reach an impasse where you just can't escape, where you can't fight, and you have to die. That's that, unless it's in the script. But even then, you've still completed the game, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Alien Isolation, I think it treads this wonderful line. This very kind of thin line between two sensibilities of. You know, the, the the implication there is you've got weapons. You're going to have to do something with these guns. You're going to have to face up to something at some point, but it's going to be an ordeal. You know, it's going to be hard. It's going to there's going to be a situation where you do need to sort of fight your way out, but it's going to seem impossible. And that to me is more frightening. Yeah, and they teach you very quickly too. Um, you know, you you kind of once you've hit some level of comfort with the alien, where you you kind of understand how it works. The aliens uh, program through some sort of voodoo where it's it's still really unpredictable. Mm-hmm. I I'm not a programmer. I can't understand uh, whatever process that goes into. But there's a point when you're you're comfortable enough to sort of understand it. Mm. And then uh, this happened to me. I think both times I played it, and you walk under a vent without thinking, mm-hmm. and it just grabs you. You know, yeah. <laughs> it just pulls you up into a vent. And you learn later that you can can see it's very faint but you can see it's drool that's uh, gross alien drool snot coming yeah. down um but the game another i think it's another great just sort of implicit uh tutorial just you will die out of nowhere and it's yeah. not it's not fair but it's also not unfair because that's how the game functions that you have to be constantly alert mm. um but yeah that kind of thing where it's just you will die and it'll suck you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah, it hurts to die in this game because you have to go back a long way, and the death animations yeah. are quite traumatic and things like that. I can see some people, depending on what you want out of a game. I, I'm cool with games being assholes to me, uh, as long as there's something of worth to get out of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this game is is uh, uncompromising in a certain sense with mm-hmm. with its its willingness to. Uh, waste your time maybe even yeah if no, you've, that's true you've played you can play for 45 minutes and you know 
go through a whole cycle of being terrified and victorious and terrified and then overcoming things and talking to characters and getting some new story beats, uh, explicit plot points, and then die and have to do it all over again. Mm. Um, But yeah, I was just thinking about that in terms of same thing with the weapons, right? It's, it's, this game is telling you that uh, it's not necessarily going to be nice to you. Mm-hmm. Um, which, rough. which I think is, you know, it's it works. It, it's a kind of a hard pill to swallow when you're used to just kind of progressing through games now at an even clip. Mm. But it, it does make it far more tense because when you see the alien, you know that if you fuck up in just a very small way, it'll cost you in some sense. Well, this is what uh, another thing that separates it from from a lot of other games for me is that you play something like Fallout and you know the the sort of literature of Fallout will constantly impress upon you how hostile a world this is you know it's a, it's a brutal sort of survivalist world um, right but i i never get the same relentless pervasive sense of hostility in those games as i do in alien isolation there's there's kind of like never a down moment um you are perpetually uh, under some sort of duress in that game, um, be it from the alien, from the androids, from other people, or from you know just trying to navigate the station and not get fucking killed in some way, uh, it's like a it's a constant nerve racker. Um, but that that I'll t- I I have one story I was going to tell about the alien actually, which I which I learned from from interviewing um, uh, the game's director, whose name is Alistair Hope. And uh, he told me that when they were <clears throat> when they were producing the game, they designed the uh, the aliens to have these kind of like organic, you know, in quote marks, senses and organic behaviors. So it's not following scripted mm-hmm. paths to come and ambush you. It's reacting, you know, to things that it might have seen or things that it might have heard. And they mm-hmm. even, they even get a bit, uh, again in quote marks sense of smell. So if you like linger in an area too long, uh, it can start to sort of track you in a way, right? Mm-hmm. And when they were making it, because these things were all invisible as you were playing, they had to set up a kind of triggering system so that they could know that the systems were working. So basically what you had in a, in a sort of preliminary version of the game was the alien could speak, and, but the voice, they gave, the voice they gave it was one of their, just, you know, one of their programmers, one of those testers. Yeah. Uh, so you'd be kind of crouching, and suddenly you'd hear this, this English <laughs> accent go, I can see you. I can hear you, I can smell you, and that to me is like fucking so much more scary. Almost, yeah. I'm just yeah. picturing the alien, you know, wearing a flat cap and drinking, yeah, a, yeah, holding a saucer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're over there. Oh, okay. That's actually. I wonder uh, if the alien was sort of the building block, and because uh, that's kind of some of the what makes the androids frightening too is mm. they, they come out of nowhere it seems mm. like they're a lot more I think intentionally predictable and uh, you know they kind of walk a set path and and will give up after a certain amount of time mm. but they uh, have a habit in the game of just kind of appearing behind you you don't see them they... at first and they'll say you know what are you doing here or this yeah. area is restricted uh, right they... before they throttle you you hit them and they go you're becoming hysterical yeah, 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 that's great. Fucking great line. <laughs> the the androids work as a sort of great um, sort of booby trap, you know, where you you get into you get so sort of fixated on getting past this android, like smacking it with your wrench or something, that you don't notice that the alien has, has rocked up. 
Yeah, because um, the the android is such a fixed target, right? Even more yeah. than the humans. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's just rigid. It's just gonna. There. Yeah, uh, um, but what you were saying too about the weapons. Um, yeah, I I kind of uh, very much drank the Kool Aid in the you know Dark Descent Amnesia Dark Descent time of mm-hmm. this is the new wave of horror. This mm-hmm. is how it has to be in games. Um, but then you you do see that as something that I think was something to learn from. Yeah. Uh, as, as sort of a greater understanding, you know, the Amnesia of the Dark Descent, I think, is... Uh, that game scared the bejesus out of me. Um, and part of it was the, the sense that you couldn't do anything. Mm. Um, but I think, I think things like uh, Alien and Condemned has this too. It's almost like they made good on what everyone kind of used to defend... Uh, earlier Resident Evil and Silent Hill of the idea that the controls are clunky to make things more difficult and these games I think thread the they they find a way to it's it's not frustrating to control but mm. you're you're not powerful even mm. though you have weapons you know and I think that's a that's a really cool thing to do well Particularly in Resident Evil and Silent Hill on the on the PlayStation One, um, that sense of being kind of physically vulnerable was was very contrived. You know, they they'd uh, sort of put you at a disadvantage visually with the camera. You know, so you couldn't you literally can't see down the corridor in front of you, and mm. you know your character's got like a very big turn circle and uh, you know can't can't move while shooting and stuff like this. So. Um, yeah, they were quite kind of artificial means of, of making you physically vulnerable. And you're right, Alien Isolation has none of that, but you still feel uh, more, I think, than, than you ever did in Resident Evil or Silent Hill, that sense of physical vulnerability. And it, it comes back to, to what you were saying about, you know, this is this is the Aliens game, and um, it seems like the Alien might be the kind of focal point or the jumping-off point for a lot of other things. I think that... The, Geographically or architecturally, the game is like hundred percent designed around the alien. Um, oh yeah, you know, dozens of corridors that you can't see around the corner of vent shafts, lots and lots of small rooms and doors, desks to hide under, and it's it's like a it's a gauntlet. The whole thing is just a gauntlet for for ducking and diving or or being ambushed by the alien. Yeah, and yeah, when you say that too, and you think of difficulty in this game because. Uh, it it doesn't uh, even though it's a game where you're not supposed to feel powerful, it does have kind of the typical uh, video game progression of you're getting better tools. You know, mm. you're finding new things. Uh, you're upgrading the blueprints you use to uh, build med kits and noise makers and and so forth. But the way that I think actually really intelligently this game increases the difficulty and you know. Uh, kind of ramps it up as you go is you start entering areas where the goal is always simple still it's turn on this computer and you know boot something up or or get this item from this warehouse Mm. uh but you start walking into rooms where it's you like you come through a corridor and you kind of look at your map and you see where you have to go uh just physically uh it's like you were saying when it's uh, a big empty place that has a few desks, has a few turns, um, but there are vents all over the place, uh, and you know that if the alien decides to show up at that moment, like you, you know, you're very easily screwed. Yeah, 
And it's a good way of it's it's uh it's one of those things this game is if you remove yourself from it a little bit and just look at it as a you know, just design, it's really beautiful. It is. It's um, it's a very good looking game. But you um, don't have to feel that way. I feel like when you say that it's like, you know, saying that you're looking at this as like a, a blueprint. Mm. But it's it's something I noticed more in the second time through when I kinda understood how the game worked a little bit better. The first time through I was just you know, I was in it. I was uh not thinking about how it was designed as much. Mm. Well, I know I'm aware that there's a, a mod for the PC version, which um, it doesn't delete the alien from the game. What it does is it removes the alien's intelligence. So the alien is still an entity in the game, but all it does is sit in a vent because it's got no AI to come and hunt you. <laughs> and um, they feel made... bad for it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they made this mod so people could walk through the game and just admire it, you know. Uh, which I think it does. It says a lot about. Um, it's not like a game that sort of pointedly draws your attention and says, "Oh God, look at this!" In a kind of journey, rap- uh, everybody's gone to the rapture kind of way. Um, uh, yeah, I, I always have to pick on it at least once every episode. It's not showing off. It's just saying, "Look at this beautiful place. Listen fucking, to this beautiful story." Fucking show off, piece of shit game. Um, <laughs> so one thing I, you know, it reaching the end of our time on this episode uh, I think that we've been hinting at it throughout there are several things that are bad I think about Alien Isolation and principally the chief concern people have is the runtime, which is a, a strange kind of turn of fortunes in video games because a lot of people you know the typical gripe is that oh this wasn't long enough it was only like five hours um, whereas Alien Isolation people seem a little down on the fact that it's it's too long that it's you know it's like a 15 20 hour game it's a it's a big thing mm-hmm. um what do you think i mean I, I my my sort of alamo on this my my justification if i was being generous is to think well you know you're meant to be going through an ordeal and the, the longer it goes yeah. on the more kind of painful it becomes but also there are lots of fucking sections in this game that flashback where you flash back to players the crew who kind of found the egg which got into one one of the crew I members. I didn't mind that part. It's pure fan service, though. It's just exploring the the ship from Alien. I, uh, I, yeah, I guess I, so. I just like the. Uh, I actually like it. the The better part is when it's earlier and you're just walking through this whipping wind and it's all dark. I think yeah. that's frightening in it. I guess that is though just Alien as well. Right? Uh, but the the problem there is that you just you know what's happening. You know what's going to happen. You know what's coming. <laughs> You know, there's there's no yeah. there's no sort of point to this. It's it's just the only way I would have done it is uh, you know it, it's set up to make you feel as if you're playing as uh, one of the people who doesn't get the the face hugger. I'd have had it be like a twist at the end of that bit where it's actually you that gets the face hugger, right? That would well, maybe been... they should hire you at Creative Assembly. Well, I have been lobbying them <laughs> for months <laughs> on end now. Um, are we are we actually publishing this like for the public, or is this just part of your resume? This, this is yeah, this is going in my portfolio. Um, yeah, I remember you said earlier that if we did this section where we talked about things we didn't like, yours was going to say that it was just too perfect, right? Yeah, so it's like in the Simpsons in the Camp Krusty episode, Mister Black. Every one of my utterances in this section of the podcast are just kind of retro dubbed <laughs> to say it's a great game. <laughs> so, so you say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it is a little bit too long, and I go, it's a great game. Um, 
But do you agree? Do you think it's it's too long? Do you think it's too yeah, big? Yeah, I I do, and I think you can you can defend it with what you were gonna say. That's that's what I was gonna say. Is is the redeeming part of it? Is that uh, at times when you feel tired, it's like man, you know, it's it's putting you through something, right? Uh, but there are times where, you know, sometimes trying to simulate something all art and entertainment right you make choices about how much you simulate versus how much you you kind of put on the altar of drama Mm. and and there are definitely parts of this game where i i think it could have been a bit longer than you would kind of expect it to be and there are still parts that sag Mm. um there there are parts where you can really see the narrative reason for it like it, it feels almost extraneous at the time but there's this big long section where all you're doing is getting uh, a medical kit for uh, one of the crew members who was with you who was injured um and it's you know it's probably two or three hours long this Mm -hmm. section where as ripley you're trying to get this medical kit and then trying to get back um and i was thinking about that when i was playing this again thinking this is a very long game but you know stuff like that. I, th- I think that makes sense. You know, yeah. t- to make something simple. I really like how the goals in this game are always simple. It's mm-hmm. always Ripley. You need to, I don't know, find this computer and turn off this setting. Yeah. And it'll take you a couple hours, and it's terrifying because you're being stalked the entire way. Mm. Um, but I think they do that maybe a bit too much for their own good. Mm. Um, you know, I-, I think this game ends up being. Yeah, somewhere between 15 and 20 hours and kind of wish it was five hours less i totally agree with you i mean i i can make that argument for uh you know it needs to be an ordeal it needs to be relentless but i always cast my mind back to the film uh texas chainsaw massacre which is at, i think 80 minutes uh so it's a you know it's short is it really that short yeah it's a short movie it might even be like 75 i can't remember it's a short short film but is as much as I like Alien Isolation, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is, is ten times the ordeal of Alien Isolation. Um, so I think that it, it, it's you know acutely possible to make something you know sort of densely terrifying as opposed to just terrifying for like a long time. But then that goes back a little bit right to to uh, intent. You know, do they want you to be just scared out of your wits? Mm. I I think this game. Uh, wants it likes that tension mm. you know it seems to really enjoy giving you long stretches where nothing incredibly terrifying is happening it's mm. just the low boil of you're walking around and you know that something is trying to kill you mm. that's absolutely um, true I mean there's that whole section where and this is this is probably the last thing we'll get onto in a second is it's come of the, mm-hmm. some of the narrative shortfalls but there is that section in, in alien isolation where you've uh ejected the alien from the station and ostensibly it's gone and everything is back to normal uh but you you the game carries on regardless and you're aware you know something's going to happen it's going to come back or whatever um and you're right it does it, it ebbs and flows it's, it's probably wrong with me to assume that it's just trying to be an intense you know salvo of of frightening in the way that uh texas chainsaw massacre is but that's also the thing too is i i would say one of the drawbacks is how much tension are you 
as the player and this you know this becomes very you know dependent on taste how much tension are you willing to put up with mm. because you know it's the idea of playing this and feeling that way for you know say it's 20 hours long and you're going to feel that way for 15 hours mm. is that something you because you can watch a horror movie you can watch the scariest shit out there and hopefully it's not more than two hours mm. and you can kind of think if I'm getting something out of this I'm willing to sort of just lay back and, and let this do whatever it's going to do to my head and then when it's over it's it's but this is you keep subjecting yourself to it and it's mm. a long time um, so I don't know I don't know I, I I understand the complaints about the length and I think there are I think just for kind of my own sensibilities for the kind of stories I like I think it does sag a bit mm-hmm. it's kind of how I would describe it it just kind of has a little bit that could be trimmed off but it's um, I I don't hate that about it mm. you know I would I would it, I, I don't think it's as big of a deal as it kind of gets cited as being when people mm. recommend this game and say, oh, but, you know, it goes on way too long. I certainly did notice it when I was playing the first time, maybe not even the second time, but I think, you know, if it, to move on to our, our final talking point, uh, I'm not so much necessarily bothered about the length. I'm bothered that the, the narrative just doesn't... It's not 20 hours worth, you know what I mean? It's the the, the yeah. story is too thin. And it's got these these terrible kind of back and forth so you know you, you you eject the alien from the station and that feels like such a climax you know because you've been chased by this thing for six hours or whatever and you finally get it off the station that feels like oh, that's the end and then you know lo and behold actually there's an alien nest underneath the station and then the alien's back again and uh, you know, you've, you've been and fixed this thing, and that's going to activate the escape pod, and you get to the escape pod, and it doesn't work, so you've got to go into it. And it's, it, it kind of goes in a circle. You know what I mean? There's, yeah. There's not a kind of for, there's not like a ramping up. Um, I, I honestly think that the the, the story is, the story is kind of dead after you've ejected that first alien. You know. It, yeah, it does kind of keep. That's true. I, I wasn't thinking as much about it. Does kind of just hobble on for a while. Yeah. Um, and if. You know, I think if the the main characters, the sort of supporting cast, were a bit more engaging, mm. you could probably find a way to sell that a bit better. Mm-hmm. You can tell they're really enthusiastic to get you, you know, to the alien nest and to yeah. to do that kind of stuff, and you, and you see why because it is it is cool. You know, mm-hmm. it's a it's a thing to do in that game, but uh, yeah. It definitely feels like a game where they came up with what they wanted to show you and yes. how they wanted you to feel. Yeah. And then they kind of colored in around it. I, which, I, yeah. It's not fair to, I, I don't know how they did it, right? So it's, that's just how it comes across, though. Well, I, I was just about to say, I think that there, there are three things that they wanted. They wanted you to be, to be pursued by a single alien and have this kind of nemesis relationship to a single alien. Uh, they wanted to have a scene where you eject it out of like an airlock or something mm-hmm. and they wanted to have a scene in the alien nest and doing all three of those things are kind of directly contradictory uh, and yeah right. they colour in around it they they very very loosely kind of hang strings between those those three sort of central moments um, there is one the f- 
Sorry. Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say the funny thing, though, is that when they... I remember when they started talking about this game and they were very... Uh, I think to differentiate themselves from, you know, what you were saying about these games are had traditionally been Aliens games. They were action games. Yeah. And they were saying this is a sort of a survival horror. Um, and so they were really beating the drum on there's one alien. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and I remember thinking is lots of people are thinking well how do you carry uh, a game that's more than maybe two or three hours long with just this one enemy uh, and they really show that they know how to do it mm-hmm. and then they keep going for another like five or six hours yeah know? yeah 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 they they do it they they you're absolutely right they nail it they do it so well uh, and so long Um but there, there is there is one small narrative, you know, to, to give some kudos to the to the writing. There's one small kind of narrative point that I do like, which is Ripley arrives at Sevastopol Station to find these bits of evidence about the location of her mum. And before you've actually encountered the alien for the first time, she comes across what you know what is meant to be the the black box from the Nostromo, you know, the the ship from the first film, right? And it's all scrambled, and she can't get anything out of it. And I love that they just they just they get rid of that pretty much right away and simplify it down to now you just need to get out of here, you know now there's, yeah. the, there's no redemption there's no kind of there's nothing else for you here at all just get just get out. Um, well, it's good too because it does do a nice in a game like this where I think they very much want you to your feelings to mirror the characters when when that happens you kind of think like oh fuck like mm-hmm. what's the point of this right because <laughs> you because at that point you've been through some shit too mm-hmm. uh, playing as her and it does you know mirror the feeling of what's the point of this yeah you know what are we doing here mm. uh, yeah that's a good moment and i do i i don't think the 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 writing is you know i'm, I'm not saying it's just bad as a blanket statement i think it no has it has some pretty significant problems uh, but like I was saying, like I do love how it doesn't it doesn't try to bulk itself up too much, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. Like it's it. I was worried when I first started playing it with the terminals, and they kind of get into what is Sevastopol and what is this corporation seeks and yeah. Uh, and and I was thinking, oh fuck, they're gonna you know blow out this whole thing with this corporate conspiracy that's gonna and they they rein it in. Mm-hmm. It's it's simple, and I, I think they understand that this game doesn't have to be some big branching uh, story. It's it's a game about someone just trying to survive. Well, I you know, can... like it's it's like our lost Half Life episode where we talked about how that one works. Yeah, and Half Life Two kind of doesn't because yeah. Half Life the first one is just a story about a guy just trying to get out of a place. Well, that's how it begins, and then it becomes this, you know, fucking go to the alien planet and defeat the... the um, yeah, to begin with, Half-Life has got that... And that, you, what I was going to say is that, you know, as a, as a kind of simple test, as a, as a kind of um, litmus test for, for video game narratives, I can tell you the story of Alien Isolation. Mm-hmm. I, I can't tell you the story of, like, fucking Final Fantasy or, you know... So, so many games I can't really tell you the story but in isolation I can I can tell you what happens kind of here 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 and how it ends and yeah that kind of clarity yeah. I think is is important 
Um, so, thumbs up <laughs> for Alien Isolation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, took, it only took us an hour and a bit to get there, but yeah. That, it's a good game. I, you know, I, I guess I didn't really get to it at the beginning, but I, not having a lot of, actually probably something of an aversion to alien stuff, because when I was a kid, it was... It was Alien versus Predator issue seventy five mm-hmm. on comic stands, right? It was, it was this thing that was impenetrable and s- stupid seeming, mm-hmm. like just like oh, that's a kind of neat looking monster, and it was just this fetishized, you know, like lots of things in the in the nineties were right, um, mm-hmm. and so I was put off by it for the longest time, and uh, and you know I, th- I think those are are pretty good movies, but. Uh, Aside from the first one, which you're absolutely wrong about, um, <laughs> <laughs> which uh, no, I, I I like the first one a lot. I just think it's a very well made movie. Um, mm. Is is what I'll say. Um, I I was put off kind of by the idea of this being an alien game. You yeah, know, it wasn't. It was it was not a selling point. It made me think I don't need to play this, even though things about it looked interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess the the bottom line is. It's yeah, it's just a really well-made game. I mm. use that twice in a row, but it's it's well executed. It's if you're interested in horror, I think it's a masterclass. You know? I I totally agree with you. I mean, I, I'm with you that Alien is you know I, I Alien wasn't a selling point to me either, uh, but it it it's. I was going to say, you know, it's good regardless of it being an alien game, but it's nice. It is big. It's good because of the alien. It's good because of the the alien sort of uh, production design background and and the elements that they have lifted lifted from those films do really benefit the game. Um, yeah, they do a good thing too. With I think if you hadn't seen Alien, you could mm. still dig this a lot, and it might make you actually want to go see Alien. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. In terms of it's it's not this. Aside from some of the stuff you're pointing out, like the thing with the, the Irvin Welsh guy getting ripped up into the chains, and you know a few things are very obvious nods, like that flashback sequence, um, but it doesn't feel sort of obsessive. It, no. it feels like it understands kind of what makes the the look and the sound and everything cool about the Alien movies. Mm. It understands how scary you could make the Alien. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just seems into that. It doesn't seem protective or, you know, fetishistic or anything. It's just, yeah. I would put it in a very kind of slightly blunt way and just say it doesn't feel like a game that's been made by alien nerds, you know, or like fanatics. No. Uh, it just feels like made by people who have got uh, a, a pretty healthy appreciation of those movies. Um Except they must be they must be pretty hardcore to get that detail. Well, I think that they they would have taken a lot of time, you know, picking. Well, I know that they did picking through it, and they had lots of kind of assets and production oh, notes and stuff delivered yeah. to them. Yeah, but also the thing to to remember is that it was their job. Well, yeah. So they did their job very well. Yeah, they did their job very well. Um, so I was thinking, you know, uh, we get to the end of these episodes and we used to do our rating system stuff like that we've kind of not got a way to end at the moment you know we do the twitters uh, i'm at most sincerely ed you can find most of my work there read 
I'm at Reed McCarter. And yeah, you can you follow can this po- you can follow this podcast at Bullet Points Pod. Uh, we also have our sister website, bulletpointsmonthly.com, where we run four articles every month on one single game, four articles by different writers. Uh, we've previously done Red Dead Redemption and Deus Ex Mankind Divided. As this episode goes out, we'll be doing our Mafia 3 month. Mm-hmm. And you can also, if you're a dedicated fan, and if you've enjoyed our work so far, which we've put out for free, I should add, uh, you can now donate to our Patreon page, which is patreon.com forward slash bullet points. Uh, I will say, I will add to that, that even if you're not a dedicated fan. Oh yeah, just do it. You know, just just give us, just give us some money. You know, it's good. I actually said this on Twitter. You know what? If, even if you hate all of us, mm. if you just despise us, we don't make any money until it goes pretty much above like two hundred bucks a month. Yeah, so you're not going to lose anything. You're just paying other people who you might like that yeah. are willing to work with us in some capacity. Yeah, you know, most of the money we we need to raise about one hundred and fifty dollars a month. One hundred dollars of that will be going to a freelance writer to provide uh, another article for Bullet Points Monthly. So you'll be getting uh, a broader range of voices than just myself or even Patrick. And uh, the other fifty dollars will be on web hosting and the licensing for editing software, which is used on this podcast, and domain registration. Um, so please, if you can spare a couple of dollars every month please go to our patreon patreon.com forward slash bullet points or if not you can just share it on twitter to spread the word every little thing helps uh, that we, is enormously appreciated i'll we i'll say that those retweets if you got an itchy retweet finger yeah put it put it to work pull it yeah we love doing this we do really enjoy it but it's uh it's not possible for us to run the website in particular uh, just off the back of uh well off our own backs um so your support is not just appreciated but in the long term is needed so patreon.com forward slash bullet points and the new way i was thinking of ending the show Mm-hmm. Uh, is I wanted. To I thought ask... we could just talk about the Patreon for like twenty minutes at the end of every show. Yeah, man, we should just talk about how great we are and how much we deserve the money. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is one thing that I'll, I'll, I'll make a note of that because that might be better than my idea. Uh, but my idea was just to throw to one another and ask for. It doesn't have to be what you're playing at the moment. It doesn't have to be like a favorite game. But I thought it'd be interesting just to give. Uh, game recommendations, stuff that you've got in mind, maybe that you have played recently, um, oh. as a kind of as a kind of like ending note to this podcast. So you get you know you get a full discussion on a single game, and then you get a couple of other things that have been interesting. So my my recommendation for this week is Five Nights at Freddy's Sister Location, which is the new Five Nights at Freddy's game, and uh, it's very scary, it's very funny, it's very odd, it's very colourful, very bright, and because it's coming up to Halloween, it's quite a short game, and it's something that you can definitely play with uh, spectators it's a great sort of gamey equivalent of a really good horror movie to watch on Halloween night so that's my recommendation that's pretty good I don't know this this isn't timely but during this episode I kept thinking about how fucking good Soma is ah Soma is a fantastic game that's that's a it's um if you haven't heard of it hopefully you have but it's it's uh came out last year and it's by Frictional Games who made the Amnesia, uh, the first Amnesia. They didn't make the second one, and they made the Penumbra games. Uh, but it's it's this... Uh, you don't even... You don't have to like horror that much. It's, it's definitely... It's a dark game, but it's it's not explicitly horror. 
And it's uh, the more I think about it, it's one of those games that sticks in your head. It's been about mm. a year since I played it, and I wish I had time in, in this spooky season to play it again. Because it's just, it's, ah, it's good. It's got a great atmosphere. Uh, I don't mean to muscle in, but I can definitely double down on that recommendation. I mean, I, I played it last year when it came out, and it's one of my favorite games of last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been sort of saving it to play again. You know, I've been kind of sort of stewing on it and thinking I don't want to ruin it by overplaying it but Soma is uh, just full of so many little moments like just little gems writing wise character wise there are just so many kind of vignettes inside that game that are are so bright and so original um, yeah. yeah it's also a game I would say too it's not if you're not a horror person and it sounds like a really weird thing to say but it's maybe one of the only games I've played that's given me nightmares but it's not really a horror game absolutely the ending of Soma is is nightmarish it's terrifying but it's not a horror game it's not like going to jump out at you it's not monsters it's not uh, no, ghosts it's just, or anything like that it's just oh god it's just telling a very unsettling story it is it's, that's a perfect word for Soma that, that goes to if you have a, any kind of fear slash fascination with the sea with the depths of the sea which mm-hmm. I do mm-hmm. that, that game will <laughs> get you. Make you make you feel small and insignificant. So there we go. Alien Isolation, two thumbs up. Five Nights at Freddy's Sister Location, which you can get on Steam now. It's quite cheap, I think. And Soma, which you can get on the PS4 and on the PC. Uh, also quite a cheap game. So yeah, there are three things to be going on with this spooky Halloween month. Uh, we have another episode coming out in uh, Fortnite or so. Another scary game. Uh, we'll keep exactly what it is under wraps for now. But until then, I've been joined by Reed McCarter. Mm-hmm. That was me. I'm and an alien. He's an alien. I'm Ed Smith. I am a feeble, vulnerable human. And this was Bullet Points. Thank you for listening. <laughs>